Another busy weekend expected for BC Ferries, and it's been a busy week for executives there too, right? News about potential fines for missing sailings due to crew shortages, oh, a reorganization, some new vice presidents that have been appointed. I mean, all of this adds up to questions, which we hope we can now get answered by our guest. Nicholas Jimenez is with us, the president and CEO of BC Ferries. Thank you for being here. For sure. Good morning, Simi. How are you? I'm good, thank you. First off, let me ask you, what is BC Ferries doing to prepare for this very busy weekend? Well, we're doing everything we did over the last long weekends in July and August that were really successful for us. We have fortified our traffic management and control programs. We've worked with our parking uh, partners to make sure that that is in place. We have got all the staff we need in place, including those on standby. We've got technology teams in the background doing active monitoring of our systems. So. Uh, more customer service staff because, you know, in the event that there is an issue, we've got people to kind of answer phones when people call. So we've essentially got all the, the pieces in place that we hope will be a really successful weekend. It's actually our fourth busiest weekend of the year, so we're not treating it lightly. Okay. And what about the issue of the ships and the maintenance and the breakdowns? How is that going? Um, well, it's going as planned. So actually, as you know, the fall is our the fall and winter and spring are our refit period. So we've got uh, a very... Uh, active plan in place to pull vessels out, make sure they go through their annual refit so they can be certified to, to run. Um, the repairs are going uh, well with the, with the coastal renaissance, so those are in place. Uh, we have a plan for uh, the Spirit of Vancouver Island that will happen after the long weekend, so we're able to find some dry dock space to deal with some cracks in, in, in the hull so we are, we're working it and we're doing everything that we're supposed to be doing when it comes to ships and, and maintaining them safely. Okay, I know that the crew shortage issue as well is a, a big one. Do you feel adequately prepared for that? Has anything changed in terms of scheduling and your approach to that? No, it hasn't. So we've done, we did a massive hiring, as you know, earlier in the year that really helped us through the summer. We saw that in a number of statistics and uh, reductions in cancellations resulting to crewing. Now, obviously, we, we kind of draw down a little bit over the fall and winter as, as people stop traveling as much uh, and our sailings uh, schedules change. Uh, but we're, we're ready for, the, for, for this, this peak, just like we'll be ready at Christmas, just like we'll be ready at Easter. Okay, so let's talk about some of the issues that have cropped up then this week. Sure. That, the crew shortage issue is a big one. We had Transportation Minister Rob Fleming on earlier in the week about the whole idea of fining BC ferries if you miss a sailing because of a crew shortage. How do you feel about that? Well, it's interesting that it got as much attention as it did. This has been in the contract for decades. Um, what What's new in this contract is they simplify the language uh, to make to make it a little bit clearer and a little bit easier to understand how these things would work. So it's not a new concept for us. Uh, I mean, the other thing is, I mean, if you think about it, it's actually not a bad concept. We're providing a service. The government is providing, uh, you know, us uh, a subsidy or an amount of money to provide that service. And so essentially it sets minimum levels uh, across sort of the major routes and, and the minor routes. And if we don't meet those minimum levels, uh, for certain reasons, including crewing, um, then some of that that amount that we're we're paid to deliver that service is, is clawed back. So, so as a concept in and of itself, I don't actually have a problem with that. Um, now, it hasn't actually happened very often. I think one time in the last five years. So, I mean, our focus isn't going to be on you know whether it's seven thousand dollars. It's really to make sure that we deliver the service. Uh, full stop. Okay, but does it change anything? Like, can you add more crew? Can you put a bigger pad, pad those numbers a little bit more so you don't have a crew shortage? 
Um, well, we're going to keep doing what we're doing. Uh, you know, we, we believe we're going to be able to meet the minimum levels that are in the contract. We, we, we always have. We haven't run into that problem. As I said, in the last five years, we've rarely had an instance where we haven't been able to provide, you know, the province through the contract and our customers with that minimum level of service that's going to be required. And I think that'll be true in the future. Right. But you have to cancel sailings, though, when that's that's why. Right. Well, like you've canceled sailings because of a crew shortage. We do, but but the minimum levels include a contingency. So uh, the, we provide more than what's in the contract in terms of minimum levels. So I, I can't give you the exact number, but uh, but there's essentially you have to provide at minimum this amount, uh, and we do more. Uh, we do more in our peak season, and we do more in our off-peak season. So there's a bit of a contingency to allow for exactly what you're describing, those unexpected uh, sometimes difficult to control circumstances. So do you feel that with the hiring BC Ferries has done this year that this situation is actually was going to improve? I do. I mean, I, look, I, and I've said this many, many times publicly, um, this is not an overnight fix. You know, the challenges we're facing as a business are systemic and they're, they're years to solve. I mean, we can't just suddenly have all kinds of licensed uh, officers and engineers to run, to run your vessels. And we have issues with retirements because we're, we're an older workforce. So, you know, the kinds of solutions that we're bringing into the mix, yes, we're hiring more people today. Yes, we're looking at other countries to bring in licensed mariners. And, and we have a lot of work to do to systemically get more people into this industry to improve the way we train and certify our people, to accelerate that process so that they can move through their career paths more quickly. That's changes we'll be working on for the next couple of years. Okay. And so I guess as part of that, we saw that there's a bit of a reorganization. That press release went out yesterday and a lot of people looked at that and thought, I don't know, how is appointing some new vice presidents going to help make the ferries better? Well, look, uh, I mean, I think there's some there's misunderstanding in terms of what, what has actually happened. So the, the team today uh, that I announced yesterday is the same size as the team that was in place before I arrived to this company. So what I've done is I've collapsed some divisions, I've eliminated some divisions, and I've created some new ones. So the net effect is essentially the same size team. But what I have done is I've said, look, I'm setting this thing up to solve the problems that we have today. And I'm putting the leaders in place to help us do that work. So that's what every CEO is hired to do, to come in, size up the challenges ahead of them, identify the people to help solve those problems, and then just move on and get on to the work. And that's what I did. Okay, so can you give us an example then of how you think this is going to help deliver better service? Um, well, I can tell you. So we had uh, we don't have operational leaders actually sitting on the executive today. We have a, a chief operating officer model. And so I've elevated engineers, mariners, and terminal uh, leaders on to the executive team. Um, I have created a new division that's going to help us plan better. We, And I'll be honest, I don't think we do a terribly great job in planning. We've got a lot of problems in the business, be they assets in our terminals or our vessels. Uh, and having having an area focused exclusively on getting better at planning and better at making the right investments, I think it's going to help. Uh, I've aligned our safety with our people functions. Uh, safety is critical. There are absolutely no shortcuts to safety. And we have to make sure that the way we're thinking about bringing massive numbers of people into the company, embed them in their DNA safety culture. Uh, so there's a number of things I could go on, but, but, but those just give you a few examples. Right. So what you're saying then is that if there are problems you know, in the infrastructure of BC Ferries, you want to hear directly about those problems, not with the insulation of kind of the executive office. Yeah, I, I want I want those leaders at the table guiding those difficult conversations and helping us make difficult decisions. 
All right, so pretty busy. It sounds like. What else very can we? Busy. Yeah. What else can we expect? Yeah, to expect to hear in the near future. Any other changes coming? Uh, no, we're going to focus on doing what we do uh, and do it well, and hopefully do it better in a way that people can feel confident that the system is there for them every day. All right, Nicholas. Thanks for your time. Okay. Thanks, Emmy. Have a good day.